Welcome along, everybody, to episode number 30 of, for ref's sake, the original refereeing podcast. Be aware, there might be some imposters around these days, but we were the first. We were the first one to be number one in Malawi and all that business. As usual, my co-host and friend Luke Scott is joining us. Hello. We are going to be talking this evening, today, whenever you listen to this podcast, about promotions. It's a promotion special, um, letters, emails, all these things have been dropping through. And we're really excited to be joined later on by Harry Price. And we've also got some uh, some controversy tonight, Luke. Oh, yeah, controversy. Not like we, you know, um, not used to a bit of controversy, but yeah. I reckon you're going to be on ranting form tonight because we're going to be talking to Liam Bailey Shaw, who is a, a football manager, and he, he questioned us on, uh, on on the social media about the promotion scheme. So we're going to talk about that as well. So yeah, episode number thirty. Thanks for keeping and keeping on uh, listening to our podcast because that's why we keep doing it. Uh, this is the penultimate episode, actually, in season one. After next week, we're going to have a, f- a few weeks off, aren't we, Luke? Certainly are. Yes, uh, we're going to maintain the sanity of our, our families. I mean, just to start off with, I mean, it was only 20 minutes ago, Luke, that I was getting the uh, shopping in from the Asda man. That's how, how organic this this podcast is. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've, I was just, I've just finished doing dinner. I mean, it, it seems like a seamless production, but, you know, I'm getting in the old uh, pasta and protein yogurts from the Asda man. You're making, what did you do for dinner? Anything nice? I was on the barbecue, mate, yeah. On the barbecue, standard. Yeah. You know, as soon as the sun comes out, February, March, you yeah. know, you, you, you're all getting the old meat on the on the barbie, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no other way of doing it, is there? Absolutely not. So, yeah, as I said uh, at, at the beginning, we're joined by um, Harry Price, who's, who's hot footing it, or, or hot weeding it, I should say, from uh, London, because he's uh, he's been to the Arsenal game today. And we've got Liam Bailey Shaw joining us as well, who's um, a football manager and also a host of um, another podcast, nothing to do with refereeing. I think it's a Renan League podcast, and he's going to come on and he's going to chat about what he feels is a um, a slightly flawed system of promotion these days in in refereeing. So we we can get onto that in, in, in due course. So, uh, once again, little football between us over the last weeks, apart from ob- watching, observing, and um, being involved in, in, in the grassroots football that we we were talking about last week. Um, I know you had another final on Saturday. So, yesterday when we, we were recording this, we are recording this. Um, how did that go? Yeah, it went really well, mate. Um it was the County Cup under 14 girls final. Um, we had Charlotte Lawyer refereeing it, um, Tony's grandson on one line, and um, so Oakley Major Howard is his name, and uh, not just he's not just known as Tony's grandson, uh, and Leo Dunham, uh, former guest of guest of this parish, uh, was on the other line. Um, and then we had a, we had a last minute SOS saviour Gary Halliday swooped in and did fourth man. So, um, yeah, good. And I did notice, I mean, I've had, I wouldn't say complaints, but observations over the years about county ties, county refereeing ties. And I did notice that Oakley Major Howard was sporting one of those lovely, 
it was far too big for him, let's be honest. But he was sporting a fine tie. Yeah, you're right. I did. I, I've only, now you've said that, I've only just realised that that's what he was wearing. But yeah, and, and normally we do have a bit of a rule that it's level fives only. But I assume I assume the Tony Major connection might have... Uh, might might have influenced that that attire. I don't know. It's not what you know, mate. You know this about refereeing. We'll probably get into this in promotions, but it's not what you know, is it? It's who you know. And you know, <laughs> I was um, when we were, had the NTFA veterans final last week. One of the SNL Corby players turned up with the smallest. It looked like a school tie he'd put on. Oh. but you know, Oakley was rocking that tie, and f- fair play to him. And I'm glad it went well. Gary Holiday, what what a hero he is. Oh, he was a, he was a hero on a few counts. I mean, he turned up to watch the game, and and we we managed to persuade him to be fourth man, and then um, Callum, uh, who runs the county cups and has also been on this this podcast, uh, forgot the key to the cash tin, um, which, as you all know, Wayne, uh, as you run a few competitions in your time, um, that's an integral part of the the operation. Um, so Gary Halliday had to, had to had to break his way into the into the cash tin just so we could uh, let some people into the game. So. Other than that, the, the competition wouldn't have run without Gary there on Saturday. I mean, going back to the start, um, the organic nature of this podcast, we, we need to start thinking about how we can um, video some of this stuff and record it because that was a beautiful sight of your cat's bottom as it was uh, <laughs> as it was crawling over the laptop. Um, I mean, I don't know what you just said, but, you know, Harley's and... Uh, sorry, the SMDs in the background working really hard. Um, and, and the cat's back again. Yeah, she's showing her face this time rather than the other end. <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, going back to positivity, because um, we like to start our podcast off on a positive note. Stacey Fullock's big appointment yesterday on, on the BBC as well was live. Uh, so she had Manchester United against uh, Liverpool, I believe. Yeah, great game. Great game to get. Unbelievable. Nice way to see off the season as well, because it was the last game of the Women's Super League season, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, brilliant for Stacey, that. And now I'm going to continue to pick up Stacey on this podcast because my daughter's into women's football and uh, she wants some tickets next season. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big pusher of women's football at the moment. <laughs> Rightly so, and not just for the free tickets. No, no, no. Absolutely, absolutely, that is the case. So um, we've we've labelled this as our um, promotion special, but bef- before we get into the promotions, um, I don't know if this if this has just come about as a, a, a bit of, I don't want to say a bit of luck, but um got a message on Friday night from Chris O'Donnell, not sure if he listens to the podcast, about um, there's a celebrity, celebrity as in S-E-L-L, um, celebrity, not CEO, uh, game at, I think, is it called the Western Home Stadium or something? It is, yeah. Is it? yeah. Um, the Cobblers local rivals, Peterborough, a hosting, um, a charity game, Monday, so if you're listening to this on Monday, um, we'll be we'll be there. Uh, so myself and, and you and Big yep. Robbie, Big Robbie Evans and yep. Gaza, Again, Gary Halliday. Gary Halliday, same of the day once <laughs> he's, again. He's it's like just what he does. Um, we're, we're going to officiate the the game. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I know a few of the people who are playing, these celebrities. I know James Arthur. He's from Middlesbrough. Yeah, I've um, heard of him, yeah. Danny Dyer. Yeah, I mean, mate, yeah. Him, yeah. 
All right, mate. All right, mate. I'm in a Queen Vic and I. What do you want? Yeah, a pint of lager. Yeah. I love him. Um, <laughs> J- uh, what's the other one called? Ricky Groves. He used to be in EastEnders. Um, Never heard of him. Jake Wood. I think he was Max Brannan. I think he's oh, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Dean Gaffney. He did, he, did, he did Strictly Come Dancing as well, didn't he? Yeah. Dean Gaffney's meant to be possibly there. Um, and then a lot of them are like reality TV stars, which is like, I'm out. I'm out at that point. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, you said there's a few that you said there's a few YouTubers, and that's not really my bag, so <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue who they are. Nah. But my, my, my daughter, she knows a couple of them, apparently. Um, I can't even remember what their names are. But yeah, we're, we're, we're doing a bit of a charity <laughs> again. Um, we're doing a bit of a charity. Over at uh, Peter B United FC, um, and w- I'm sure we'll share some pictures on our social media and stuff. If the SMD can be bothered to um, take any of them, that is. Um, little family day out, doing our bit for charity again, as usual. We're good people. Um, so, yeah, keep keep an eye out because we're, we're looking forward to it. I've, I've never, ref- I mean, I think you have, and I think the SMD might have as well, but I've never actually refereed at Peter B United's ground. Yeah, I've, I've done it. I've done a couple of games there. Um, yeah, it's a, not, a nice little setup, um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give it too much praise because I'm conscious that a, a large majority of our fan base, including the SMD, are, are Cobblers fans. Um, and and she's she's already made it clear that our daughter will be wearing their um, their her Cobblers shirt tomorrow. Um, so you know, just just for any Cobblers fans that were concerned that we're we're favouring the rivals. We're just doing our bit for charity, and we're making making cobblers have their st- stamp on that on that game. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, going back to football from this weekend, it was. I mean, it, I don't know if you watched the um, Coventry against Luton game. I got some. So when Coventry beat Middlesbrough, um, in in the playoffs, sad day obviously for me, um, but I was getting some serious stick from the Coventry fans. So. How many Coventry fans do you know? Um, four, at least. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I had the old um, messages lined up during the penalty shootout, just to send them as soon as uh, <laughs> as soon as the, that, that that decisive penalty got skied or, or you know when it went awry. Um, so yeah, my apologies if you're a Coventry fan, but tough luck. We'll see you next season. Very good refereeing performance, though. Yes, that's what I was going to get back to. It was just like a, it was a master, it was a masterclass in refereeing, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, masterclass yeah. of, of refereeing. And even if there was a contentious decision, it's just his kind of body language. I suppose you 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 kind of create that reputation, don't you? Of yeah, I'm I'm going to give it this decision and you, you're going to have to accept it because it's not going to change and for, I mean the whole team again superb I didn't watch the League 2 one today I watched the Premier League um, but it was nice that the Premier League relegation battle whatever you want to call it it wasn't decided on anything controversial uh, Stuart Atwell from what I saw had a had a good game um, I watched some of the uh, Leicester game I think it was Simon Hooper refereeing that one um, he had a good game as well, so it was nice that nobody was talking about match officials at the end of that. Um, at the end of that weekend, yeah. I mean, the the going back to the Luton game, did I mean that call in in extra time for Michael Oliver to go simulation over penalty? Um, unbelievable, I thought. And I know there's a few people who go, oh well, he touched him, so it should be a pen. I mean, he 
he tickled him. Um, that, that's about it. So that that was a that was an unbelievable decision under a lot of pressure. And and uh, again, the handball. Well, whatever whatever you think about the handball law, that was absolutely spot on in law. Um, whether you think that's what the law should be ruling out, that's an entirely different debate for probably another day. But again, absolutely spot on application law uh, in that situation. And um, going back to the Premier League today, mate, I thought Simon Hooper, I watched most of the Leicester game. And then when it became clear they were going to win that, I switched over to the um, to the Everton one. So I didn't see a lot of Stuart Atwell, but I thought Simon Hooper had a very good game. Um, let the game flow and just, yeah, just bossed it. And then I just thought Stuart Atwell, when when that 10 minutes went up, ah, oh, like that, that's refereeing in that, that amount of pressure. And and obviously those boys understand what's what's on it, and they were coordinating the kickoff times of the second half and all of that. Like it's a it's a military operation. What what those boys had to deal with today. So to um to do it so professionally and and just look like they're not at all phased was um was pleasing to see. And like you say, safely delivered both games. So fair play to them. I listened back. I listened back to last week's podcast yesterday. Um, and you know you had your little rant about time timekeeping and time waste and. And even today, when the Everton game went, I think it was 10 minutes of added time. And then after about nine minutes, oh, oh Dykesy boy, he's got, he was going mental. He was going yeah. mad. He was going like pointing at his watch. He went, well, mate, he's already put 10 minutes up. There's only nine minutes gone, so it, it can't be that difficult. The maths isn't that hard, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, interestingly, that I mean, Everton Everton did have an injury um, about a minute into that stoppage time, didn't they? Which, by my calculations, lasted about a minute, and I think Stuart added about an extra twenty seconds on, and then thought, Do you know what, uh, I can't, I, I can't risk being any more controversial. So, uh, look, fair play, difficult, difficult circumstances to operate as a referee, and, and both of them did really well. So, moving on to more important things, next week, uh, I, I mean, Chris Rollins gave me a bit of stick about this recent, uh, recently this afternoon <laughs> recently it was, it was only this afternoon um, and I said uh, next Sunday when we when we record our, our season finale I mean that sounds quite grand um, will be the the end of the quiz um, and, I, and I've, I've spoken to Steve-O I've spoken to him and I said you know we're going to work out who's going to be the, the quiz champion of this this season um, so he gave me a bit of stick but oh Steve-O apparently he he as he played in some chari- uh, not some charity not some charity game. <laughs> Matt Paul's charity game last weekend and oh, scored the winning goal. I don't believe that. He's rubbish at football. Apparently, this is the case. He, he scored the winning goal. Hopefully, Matt Paul doesn't listen to this podcast now after that. But anyway, um, <laughs> so he he mess- I messaged him this afternoon as I said about the quiz, and he, he's all up for that. And he went um, after because he after he scored the winning goal, he was he was messaging me and saying, "Yeah, I've got I've got a winning goal." Yeah. Great mate, it's like you're playing in, in a charity game, and I would imagine that everybody else is about fifty in that game. So that's <laughs> you know because I've seen you play football before. But anyway, he said that um, on Wednesday, Monday and Tuesday he was a bit stiff from lack of football playing, um, yeah. and on Wednesday he felt a bit better, so he took part in his daughter's parents' um, the parents' race at school. It wasn't right. just for his daughter's parents because that would have been that would have been a quite uh, you know, him <laughs> against his missus. But you know you, you know what I'm saying here. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, he said he went off and he got some kind of injury during it and that had to mm. he, he, fell, he fell over and came last. 
You are joking. And he said it's so bad that even um, there was another parent who fell over and managed to get back up and still beat him. This 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 is the same Stevo that that did the the Birmingham half marathon and actually a, a really good time considering he'd done absolutely no training and now he's he's picking up injuries doing parent races. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, um, I said to him, yeah, we'll, we'll have a quiz next week. And, he's, and I said, we'll, we'll have the format in good time. Probably probably planned about Sunday lunchtime, I would imagine. <laughs> um, and we'll see who the... Uh, I also said it was a, an, an anti-Google quiz. It's going to be an anti-Google quiz. Yeah, absolutely. it has to be after the controversy yeah. of last time. So both players live yeah. so we can see them. Yeah, Microsoft um, Teams, videos on. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody in the background and all that business. But we've we've um labelled this as a promotion special, so massive congratulations to all of our um people who've been promoted. So we're going I'm going, I've got a list in front of me. Feel Good, free to we don't want to forget anyone. Don't that would be bad. Anyone. So <laughs> from four W to three W, we've got Phoebe, Horner and Nathan Brown. It was nice to see Nathan last week. Um, seven to six, we've got Mark Finch, Kieran Defty, Neil Henderson, Jack Walton, Nicholas Marriott, Dave Allen, Harley Althorpe, Henry Bradbury, Nathan Jap, David Schwaj, yep, Ralph Seconson, uh, Gavin Gardner, and Kieran Hawthorne. Six to five, we've got Ian Brown, not that one, um, the referee one, Ben Bright. Ben Pateman, Luke Pilly, Chris Coles, Alex Mewson, James Beale, and then nominated to the FA, but ultimately successful, Daryl Horner, Phoebe Horner, David Froome, Zach Cunningham, and Tom Roberts. But in addition to that list, um, we were chatting about this on Friday, weren't we? We have got um, Jimmy, Jimmy Weatherall, the yeah. Heat, he likes to call himself. He's been promoted from, is it, is it a 3F? Well, no. so he's a specialist assistant. So I, I don't know. I don't know what he's classed as, but he's been promoted from um, running the line on the on the step three and four games to running the line on step two, which is National League North and South. So um, fair play to him. Happy, happy with that. And even better news is that um, listener to the show, oh, a sporadic listener, our friend Andrew Humphreys has been promoted from. To B to two A, which, in case you don't know what that means, it means he's now refereeing on the National League Premier. So you know your teams like your your older shots and the the, the, the league that Wrexham have just been promoted from as well. Um, so he'll be refereeing, refereeing on that next season. Yeah, massive. That is great achievement. Fair play. Um, and couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke. And I know we, uh, uh, I know that he's putting a lot of work to get there. So looking forward to seeing how he progresses next season. And then. Obviously, as I said at the beginning, uh, we've got Harry, Harry Price joining us. Um, it, it would be remiss to to not uh, mention his name, but also Stuart Lathan has been promoted from four to three as well. So it's it's all going off, mate. Promotions here, there, it, anywhere. It, yeah, it's a lovely time of year, isn't it? You know, we get to celebrate successes, see all uh, all uh, the officials operating in their cup finals and and things like that, and then obviously, hopefully, get the icing on the cake with a with a little letter or email from the FA. So yeah. Lovely time of year, and um, and congratulations to everyone. Yeah, back in the day, mate, that's that was a letter you had to wait by your post box. But these days, you, you get an email and everything. It's like modern, modern technology is amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and, and the FA have this year kind of got with the times a little bit. They've they've taken the the approach that the referees the referees and they've always kind of taken this approach, but the referees need to know first. So the the emails make they make sure the emails go out to the referees first, and then um, the uh, the emails go out to the sort of county FAs and and other other stakeholders so that it can then be widely publicised on social media. But they are very keen and rightly so that the referees themselves find out first. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be a, a couple more um, announcements in the near future about people who've been um, promoted from Football League to Premier League and National League to Football League and, and stuff like that. So there'll be a little bit more of that to come, I'm sure. As we said last week, Smithy, he had his little, I guess it was a trial game on the, on the, on the Premier League. Um, and good luck to him. But yeah, it's, as you just said, it's a great time. Um of the year because you get your your announcements of uh, promotions, but you know our next guest is he, he, to be fair to him, and I, and I know you've, you you did this a couple of weeks ago when you you got stuck into a few people on social media. He was brave enough or stupid enough, I suppose, to get onto my little post about promotions, and he was questioning questioning the um the promotion scheme. So when Liam Bailey Shaw joins us. After the break, we'll be able to have, have this discussion, Luke. Be yeah, nice. absolutely. Just be nice to him, all right? Don't no, be, no, I mean, don't be angry. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not angry today, which is positive. But also, I, you know, I might. I might not necessarily be the biggest fan of this new promotion pathway that they've that they've set out. So it'll be good to have a discussion and and see what Liam's thoughts are on the potential downfalls and see if they match up with, with mine. That was really diplomatic for you. <laughs> I can be when I need to be. Also next week, just to mention, um, this is just a coincidence really, but we're, we're both not together. We're both going to the FA cup final next week, aren't we? We are. Um, I mean, there's, so, uh, there's a big club called Manchester United <laughs> apparently going to it, and this little small club, Manchester City, yeah, put, they're rubbish. Put, put their millions and billions into into um into into football, and uh, yeah, we can uh, next week when we have our season finale. Um, there's three things that are going to happen. Number one, we're going to um talk about the referee, and and I can't even, who is it by the way. <laughs> Um, I think it's Paul Tierney. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly certain it's Paul Tierney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, The second thing, obviously, we've got our quiz, um, our quiz final. And the third thing, breaking news, everybody, we've got the first ever, for ref's sake, award ceremony where we're going to announce during the week. So get onto our social media during the week. We've got some categories. We we, we, we we talked about them um in a in our board meeting <laughs> this week. And we've got some categories where we want we want our listeners, our loyal fan base, to come and vote and, and next week we will announce the winners on this podcast. So after the And break, there's some big prizes. Oh big massive prizes on offer. Digital digital badges and everything. Um <laughs> You even get to come on as a guest next next season, season two. I mean, I was I was thinking about this earlier. Um, there's two people who never ever thought 
this podcast would get to episode number 30. Is that me and you? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, how we've got this far and, and maintain the commitment, uh, God only knows. I mean, fair play to our families and stuff for actually putting up with this. <laughs> Doing a podcast, yeah, doing a podcast. Um, but yeah, so after the break, we'll have a Liam Betty short, and we'll be talking to him about referee promotions. Okay, so welcome back to part number two of For Their Sake, episode number thirty, and we've got. Our first guest, we're double guesting this week. We've got Liam Bellyshaw. He is the manager of Wilby FC, and he had the unfortunate pleasure of responding to my Facebook post during the week. Liam, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi. Well, yeah, really good, thank you, Matt. How are you? Well, you say you're really good, but I believe you're a Leeds fan. Yeah, we'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you know and, nothing and day, about football. We... Go on. Well, yeah, we, we lost we lost anyway, didn't we? So when you look at it, you know, it didn't matter. It never mattered what anyone else did. We weren't good enough. So fair play. I feel sorry for Leicester fans, you know, winning the game and still being relegated. But fair play to everyone else. Anyway, forget about that Premier League stuff. Let's get on to, <laughs> let's get on to refereeing. So how long have you been involved in football, Liam? Football. So I've been playing men's football in North Hampshire since I was 16. Um, but I've played football since I was seven years old. Um, I've managed for five years now, Saturdays and Sundays. I'm not managing at the minute on Saturdays. Um, I'm part of the uh, coaching team at Lombardy. Uh, was UCL Prem, now Spartan Div 1, unfortunately, um, after the relegation. But yeah, when you sit there and go, I've had 12 years experience of men's football already at just 28. It's quite a bit. You're only 28? Blimey. I know, I look old, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we got you on this podcast, old, Liam, let's, let's not beat around the bush here because um, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you saw on social media, um, Andy Warmer retired from refereeing and some people got mm-hmm. stuck into Andy Warmer. Bearing in mind he'd done like 700 or whatever, whatever it was, 700 football league games. And yeah. Luke kind of challenged these people to come on this podcast or take up the refereeing course and not one of them um, took up that challenge. So you put a little little post on our uh, on my social media on, on your Facebook this week and said um, mm. some of them are a bit questionable. So what do you, and I said to you, we're not going to get stuck into you just yet, but what do you know about refereeing and what do you know about refereeing promotions? Right. So, firstly, I'm not I'm not sticking anyone out individually. That that's the first thing I want to say. Uh, it wasn't an individual kind of dig at somebody, um, and I want to make that very clear from the start. Um, I think I put in the post. Look, at the end of the day, these these men turn up on a Sunday morning, and if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have a game of football. Um, yes, we'd be able to rest the games ourselves because we've had to do it at times because of the lack of rest. But that's not a proper game of football. It's not always fair. It just can't be. Now, refereeing, look, I've had my fair share of <laughs> arguments with refs and I've had, I've had my fair share. I've had more than, you know, they, they've made the right decision, good talks. I don't know enough about refereeing because I don't do it. I, I've ref the under 11 girls and uh, the under 10 la- uh, lads at Buckby sometimes uh, because they need refs at that age again. Um, and that's tough enough, let alone um, men. But I just think, 
from my point of view, from where I see it from, so from the outside of not being a referee, it looks so easy to get promoted. And it looks like, look, look you have to do a certain amount of games to get promoted and that's it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's not it, <laughs> of course. But from the outside world, from experience I've had from certain refs that then go on to get promotions, I'm like, how? On what basis have they been told, one, they're fit enough, two, they're good enough, they're consistent enough? And it came down to me thinking, is it the marks that we give? You know, on a Sunday morning, you mark the ref out of 100. If you do anything less than, I think it's 65 or 61, uh, my secretary deals with that. But if I give anything less than that to my secretary to put in, I know we have to write a report. So I'm very reluctant to not put a score under that. But then again, is that... Is the promotions our faults then as clubs because we just can't be asked to write a report if that makes sense mate that's some brilliant 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 points and uh, and I said this to you o- o- offline obviously uh, off air is that we want this kind of challenge we don't want to be our podcast is not about referees are great and we, we're doing everything right and the FA systems are not you know we're not doing everything right so Luke I'm going to pass it over to you now because <laughs> from, <laughs> from an, a technically an FA employee I'm just going to sit back and uh, get the popcorn out and wait for you to go. <laughs> no, I I agree. There was some really good points there, mate. And um, firstly, I think your point around not knowing enough about refereeing, uh, I would, uh, from a technical aspect, yeah, I would agree. But actually, I, from a personal point of view, particularly doing the job that I I did for the, for the last eight years, I, I value the opinion of, of people like you because you're football people, you understand the game and, whilst you don't know the technicalities of referee and I think your your view on on a referee can be really valuable particularly um considering the the referees on a Sunday morning for example a large percentage of them aren't going to be watched on a regular basis um so the the opinion of the clubs to me in in those situations whilst have, it has to be taken with a pinch of salt obviously if a last minute penalty has been given and it, and it's that club that's moaning or whatever, then we take it with a pinch of salt, but actually uh, a subjective overall view of, of a referee's performance from a club is, is really valuable um, at, at those levels. Um, but coming, coming back to the point around the, the actual promotion scheme, the FA has recently changed it. Um, so this is the first season of this new referee progression pathway as, as they're calling it. Um, and, it's it in the old days it would be it, it would be fair to say it was quite a bureaucratic process in that um there was quite strict deadlines in terms of the number of games that you had to do in a certain period and when you had to be at a certain level before you could apply for the next level and the amount of games you had to do before you could apply for promotion and all of that type of stuff um and and to be honest i think that the main reason for this change is there's a need for uh, more referees going through the system at the top level of the game. And I don't think anybody's hiding away from that. Um, so at the top level, there's 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 time restraints for them because there's age limits on FIFA. So whilst there's no age limits on the Premier League anymore, because I don't know enough about the, the legal side of things, but I think in our country, we're, we're not allowed to discriminate by age. So the Premier League had to remove their... It used to be 45. Once you hit 45... You were kicked off the list. You're not not allowed to referee on the Premier League anymore. In this country, we're not allowed to do that. FIFA still does that. FIFA still kicks people off at 45. I don't don't really know the legal reasons behind it, but that's that's the case. 
So what that has done is it's raised with the FA that if people are getting kicked off at 45, we need our referees to be getting to FIFA potentially younger than, than well, quite a bit younger than that to make sure they get a decent stint at FIFA. Because the way FIFA works is you're not going to, you're not just going to walk into a world cup. You've got to do, you've got to do your homework. You've got to do your sort of nowadays, your Europa conference league or whatever they call it then the Europa league. And then you might get yeah. tested out on a few champions league games. And then you might get the nod for, uh, for European finals. And then you might get a nod for a world cup. So it's a long old process. See, and if you're not giving Anthony the referees Taylor's younger than 45, you are sorry. <laughs> you're telling me Anthony Taylor's younger than 45. <laughs> I think he is, yeah. I'd have to double check, but wow, I think okay. he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, can so I ask a question that, just on that? Um, yeah. You mentioned about um, uh, applying. So this this new rule now that's just come in, is it still, they have to apply? It's not, you know, they look at it and they go, well, he's had these marks, these marks and these marks from FA officials and then these marks from clubs. We're going to promote him. Do they have to put in the application? Yeah, so from from a from a grassroots perspective, that 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 first step, we we simply don't have enough resources to to observe everyone um, or assess everyone. It observes new money. Uh, well, actually, coaching is the new term that we're supposed to be using. Um, we haven't got we haven't got enough resources to be able to go and coach every single referee that operates at that level. So it is still an application process. They would apply. Um, so they they would stick their name in. For, for promotion and then at that point we would communicate the requirements to them so like you say that there is a number of games they have to do I think it's 25 um, they have to be watched twice uh, by a official FA they're called match day coaches now rather than observers or assessors they've changed the terminology a few times but match day coaches now so those those guys go out and watch them offer them feedback on the game um, and they have to pass a laws of the game exam um, your point around fitness, fitness doesn't come in until level four, which uh, in terms of games would be like UCL, Prem, Div 1 or your Spartan Prem, because um, Spartan's a bit different. Div 1 doesn't count. But so level fours would be reffed, um, would be reffing UCL, Prem and Div 1 and Spartan Prem. Um, so it's at those levels where we can and, and that's by FA rules and regulations. That's the first level that you can bring in fitness tests. Uh, it can't happen before that. So that's the the, the mm. fitness doesn't come into it in terms of a, a formal fitness test, but they will pass comment on a referee's ability to move around the field of play when they go and watch mm. them in these match day coaching reports. Yeah, I was going to say, because I've seen Wayne, uh, Wayne Bright at a few kind of Buckley games this year. Um, is that what he's doing? As you say, coaching is now the word. Is that what he's there for, to coach the refs? Um, is that kind yeah. of a role that he takes from the NFA? Yeah, so he's he's done a he's done a few for us um, uh, for those those guys going from level five to four, so making that step because Wayne also observes level fours. Uh, like I say, he he works for, on the UCL uh, predominantly, so he'll yeah, go so and watch right. level I mean, fours we on the UCL. UCL prem, so they were level fours, yeah. Oh I mean, right, back in, oh, right, yeah, yeah. So I'll that's be, what he would have been doing. Liam, yeah. I'll be honest with you um, here because you know that's what we set out to do. Your marks that you are giving these referees, particularly on a Sunday morning. There's very little impact your marks now are going to have on the on the promotion system. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, if you, if the, if a referee is getting twenty every week, there's 
I'd, I'd like to think that the, the, the referee appointment secretary, in your case, it would be Paul Speakman, um, would alert Ollie, Ollie Mackey's in charge of referees in Northamptonshire now. Yeah, yeah. He would say, like, well, this referee is getting 20 every week. But whether I, let's just say it was me and I was a level seven and I got promoted to, to level six and I got then got promoted to level five. Because of how football is now, the games that you're getting is not going to be a great deal of difference. In the olden days, when I started refereeing, um, if you were level seven, you, you did kind of like the bottom divisions each week. And then you worked your way up to like the next divisions. And then you worked up, if you got to level five, you'd be doing like the, the premier division of that league. So, you know, t- town league, Northants combination, Sunday combination, or whatever it was called. But now it's kind of like mm. everyone's thrown into the same bracket. Um, there isn't that uh, internal kind of promotion <coughs> system and, and level. So you, you might get, I don't know, Aaron Lloyd one week on whatever division and then the next week you might get a, a first year so you know you, there isn't any kind of um, relativity between your experience as such and the, the kind of yeah, standard game I, you're doing I, yeah I, I agree with that so the best example for me you know um, is one week this season you know I, I've had you know refs that are quite new to it um, a good refs though I'll, I'll be honest some of the new ones haven't got bad habits you know it's the same with anything in life isn't it you know, they don't try and control the game as much. They let the game flow. But then I had, you know, level four Paul Mihelke, um, uh, um, you know, refing a, a, one, of, one of my playoff games in League One, you know, the third division on a Sunday morning. Um, you feel privileged to have a ref like that. But I think there's that prejudice of you expect him to be perfect. You know, because I've had refs that are a lower level than him and are not great, um, you know, I... Maybe that I don't expect as much from them. But then when I obviously... The ref can't win in that situation. Does that make sense? Because he makes one mistake. I judge him more than I do for the young lad. He probably made three, if that makes sense. Um, on applications then, uh, Luke, you know, with this new system, have, have you seen more people apply for promotion because maybe they think it's easier? Is there the same sort of number? Uh, I think we're we're probably just above the average of the last three years but not not massively so it's fa- it's fairly consistent on on the numbers on in previous the last sort of two or three seasons yeah i mean have more think... been promoted with this new one uh yes they have they have yeah okay. i can't 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 deny that um and i think mm. i think just going back to going back to wayne's point around the the different levels seven to six six to five and what difference it makes I think really the only the only difference that you'll see is from from level like when you get to level five because that's when you you might be trusted with a Spartan Div One game for example so you, you're operating with neutral assistant referees decent level of football but that's that's probably the only difference you'll see between seven six and six and five and mm. I think that that conversation and I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but I'm going to say it anyway that that whole um, that whole conversation is is echoed by by the FA because over the last couple of seasons there was conversations or there were sorry when there were conversations uh, about just scrapping seven level seven level six and just having level fives so level five is the entry level um, and for that exact reason because in 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 most counties there's there's not a lot of difference between seven six in particular it's the difference is when you go from six to five so why have that first jump but secondly is that also 
most appointments officers will have their own sort of internal ranking in their head of well who can like your your playoff game you mentioned like Paul Speakman isn't just going to give that to anyone he's going to he's going to give those games at this time of the season to you'd like to think someone that Paul trusts can do a job on it like I know I know you've you've mentioned that you perhaps weren't as impressed as you, you thought you could have been but those games are obviously going to be oh, no, more I difficult. I thought he was great that day. I just mean in general. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought I thought Paul was great that day, and I I, I do think he's a great ref. Um, so sorry, yeah, I shouldn't have used him as an example. I was just using him as the example for my playoff game at being that level because I've had him refers in the UCL as well, you know. So it's a yeah, massive yeah, yeah. step down for him. So <laughs> oh, right, as soon yeah, as he turns up, I expected him to be good. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, mate. Yeah, but like, I think so. Every every appointments officer, whether it's whether it's Paul on a on a Sunday morning or whether it's Simon on the on the Saturday com, et cetera, et cetera, um, they all kind of have a have a, a list in their head of who they're going to trust with with the bigger games, and that's that's just done on reputation rather than promotion. So some people haven't applied for promotion and will never apply for promotion. They're just happy being a level seven and just giving back to grassroots football, and they're quite happy with that. But that doesn't mean that Simon or Paul won't won't give them decent games just because it's got a little level seven next to their name rather than a level six or a level five. I think mm. those guys do do their jobs and they know they know their patch and they they know their people and they will appoint games to people that they know they can trust and it's just down to the referees to build up that level of trust. So I'm not I'm not by any means saying that the the promotion pathway is pointless. It serves a purpose. It definitely serves a purpose and I would encourage as many people as possible to apply for it because what it does do is it gives us as the county fa the opportunity to watch these people whereas like i've said before we we don't have the resource to be able to go out and watch every single guy that referees on the on the nen league or the saturday com or or whatever so it's important for us to get that opportunity and the only the only time we're contractually obliged to watch these people is when they stick an application in for promotion and i think that's that's one just one positive whether whether you agree that they should be promoted or not at the end of the season i think it's one positive of the scheme is that they have mm. to be watched i mean a couple of points yeah. i'm going to pick you up now luke number one you're saying that people that paul can trust is that why i didn't get a playoff game this year and um yes secondly <laughs> um it's <laughs> It's almost like these days, it, it's a, I don't want to say a pointless exercise, but if you're not going to go through the system or you're not um, wanting to go through the, through the system, it's almost pointless to go from seven to six because no matter what game you're doing at seven, you're still going to do the same game at six. There isn't yeah. that differential. Um, so when you get from six to five, as you'll find out next year, Liam, is that you then on the Spartan anyway you'll be working with mutual assistance. But I'd like to think those people who have gone to five are those people who want to go to four and, and, yeah. and further and beyond. Because, you know, we've got some people in the county, Mark Wardell, um, you know, Kev Seconton, people like that, who are absolutely fantastic referees um, and referees you can trust. They're probably not going to go for promotion again, but they're 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 a solid they're a solid crew. But then you need those other people mm. coming through, like you know your um, Zach Cunningham's, those people who've double, even Daryl Horner. You know they want to go through the system. So there's no point going for six to five unless you th- you're thinking, well, I, just, I don't want to stop at five. I want to go to four, and then I want to go to three if I can. 
you know, and, and that's kind of the complexities of the of the system at the moment is that you kind of like we want referees to improve, so we want people, we want us to go out to be able to watch them. But we haven't, like Lucas said, we haven't got the resources to be able to do that for mm. everybody um, because we've got some fantastic yeah, young referees coming through. You but look we at Aaron Lloyd. Yeah. You look at Aaron Lloyd at that young age to be the level he is already, and you know every. Every time I've seen him, you know, he, he wants an opinion. He he wants to know how he's done. He he, he asks questions on his game, but he, he he explains things as well. And honestly, I think he's an absolute godsend to this county to have him as a ref. I think he's absolutely a brilliant young man that he's going to go a lot of places. I don't think we'll keep him in Northamptonshire too long because he'll be he'll be he'll be up there and he'll be doing games higher higher than you know the likes of me will ever get to. <laughs> So I yeah. get what you're saying. In an ideal world, everyone would be an Aaron Lloyd, right? He's a bit, he's a bit of a freak, and there's nothing to do with him coming from Corby. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. No, but he's, he is, he's he's just a natural. He's one of those, you know, we've seen people like, um, you know, Michael Oliver, and I'm not trying to put him in the same bracket as that, but he is a, he's one of those, who's, they're just a natural referee movement. He's played the game, and um, but more importantly, as you've just kind of alluded to, is his attitude as well to, mm. to the game is unreal. For I mean, he's only eighteen or nineteen, his attitude is unreal. Yeah. Can I ask a question? You you brought it up earlier. I think I, I think the key I'm the key sure thing for me. Well, <laughs> no, you can't ask a question. Go on, now, go on. Luke's basically said no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. Uh, no, I was just I was just going to say the key thing for me with this this promotion discussion about the pathways and, and whatever and look I, I don't think I don't I'll put on record and I've, I've said this to the FA and I'll say it here like, I don't think it's the perfect system but what what I think it does do is it encourages it encourages people whether whether they're confident of their ability or not to to stick their name in and like I say the key thing is getting them watched getting that feedback and and what we can't criticize is people that go out seeking that feedback um, because it can be it can be a daunting thing to put your name forward for because you're going to have people come and watch you, come and critique your games and basically tell you you're good at refereeing or you're bad at refereeing or you're okay at refereeing. And that's that's not a nice, that, you know, for some people that might not be a nice position to be in because the feedback's not always going to be positive. It's not always rosy, is it? So I think you've got to give you got to give these people credit and and they're it's almost they're almost applying for it because they care about grassroots football. They want to improve. Um, you know, like you take you take Dave Allen from this year's list, right? Now, think what you want about him as a referee, and, and lots of people have got their opinions on on him. But fair play to him. Uh, I, I don't know how old he is off the top of my head, but sticking his name in at, at this stage because he wanted to improve. Now he knows he's not perfect, and he knows that. Uh, he's been he's been refereeing for however long, but actually he just wanted to seek a little bit of external verification and, and get a little bit more more help and guidance um, around around his performances. And I think that's that's exactly the type of thing we need to be encouraging. Now Dave probably falls into the category of somebody outside of what Wayne was talking about. He's probably not looking to go to level four, but what he has done is he's he's checking his performances. He's checking and challenging himself through the right processes. Um, and that might be, to be fair, Liam, that might be because he's getting a bit of stick from clubs or somebody's mm. reached out to him and said, you know what, your, your club marks aren't great. I don't know. But he's he taken that He might not want it himself. now he can't get a World Cup because he's over 45. He might be like, oh, that's what he's I mean, going back to, um, to what you said, though, um, you know, it, 
it's, it's really important that I I get a few messages every now and again saying, should I go for promotion? I'm like, if you because you have to pay, it's like twenty. Is it twenty quid? Something like that? Yeah, twenty. Oh yeah, yeah, twenty quid. Thirty. Because you've got nothing to lose. If, if you're asking me that question, should I go for it? The answer is yes. Because I'm not going to say no. <laughs> but, am I? But anyway, you you were going to ask a question, Liam. Go on, just to finish yeah, off. What so was the question? My question was my question was uh, Luke mentioned. I think where, when you take, go from five to four, you have to do. Did you say a test on the law of the game? Did I hear that right? Or yeah, so every every promotion, seven to six, six to five, and five to four. Well, any any promotion, there's a laws of the game test. Um, but right, the, okay. it's at five to four where they introduce the fitness test. So you only get to level four right. if you pass a fitness test. Yeah, because all it was is just we, we had a conversation earlier on. Something happened in the cup final the other week. I'm not going to name exactly what cup final it is because, again, the ref will know who that is and it's unfair to kind of name anyone or look into that. But a player got a yellow card during the game. I was in discussion with a couple of rest today at today's final uh, for the Nen Sunday League um, about a decision that he made. So he booked the player in the game. He yellow carded him. In the penalty shootout, he gave him a second yellow during the penalty shootout for... Um, I can't remember what he'd done, but he gave him a second yellow and sent him off. Now, that's wrong, right? Because that player was then suspended, but that seems final the next week. But he can't, second yellow don't count if it's in a penalty shootout, right? Uh, Well, I can confirm that you're correct on that, yes. Yeah, uh, I, did, I, did th- I did think that. Um, and it was just kind of like, so, you know, is that is that part of the test or does it not go that in depth? Is, you know, because when you look at laws of the games, if they had a test on every law, they'd be there all year. I get that. But oh, yeah. Where, where's the kind of line drawn in those tests? Does it does the law of the game test stay the same from seven to six, six to five, five to four? Or does it get a little bit more difficult and in depth? Or is it kind of just kind of the, not the exact same questions, of course, but is it the same level of difficulty? No, it it definitely gets more difficult um, as you get mm-hmm. higher up the, the the levels, and and it and they do refresh it every year uh, because the laws change every year. So they they do they do refresh it to be fair, um, and and generally questions questions on penalty shootouts are are included just because there's so many different permutations mm-hmm. and different things that can happen. It's an easy one for them to ask a question of whether whether they asked that specific one this year. I'd have to I'd have to double check, mate. But, but yeah, they they definitely do. Um, they do change, they do refresh them, and they do get more challenging as, as you move through the levels. Okay. Right. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of it for me. I think I understand it a little <laughs> you're, bit more. But you know. You're not getting um, any more airtime, so, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's me done. <laughs> Mate, that's a, we were going to like, do about 10 minutes, but that was like a, a really interesting conversation. And that's the kind of thing we wanted to do in this podcast. You know, you said to me off, uh, off air, Hammer me if, if I need to, but you you've come across as quite intelligent, which is a bit scary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we all know I'm not. You want to see me? I'm sitting with my paper, and it's all written down now. I'm not. <laughs> Mate, I wouldn't pass. Any, I wouldn't even pass the seven to six laws of the game test these days. I won't worry about that. But Liam, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, really appreciate it, and keep up the good work. And genuinely, um, we'll get you back on next next season, and uh, we'll have another chat if that's all right with you. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Look, thank you for both of you. Look, I do listen. I think, I think you're you're great, boys. It's 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 completely different, you know, to the other ones, and it's great that you guys started it up. And 
Look, I, I don't speak to any refs that don't listen to it now, which I think is a credit to both of <laughs> you. You know, the rest that were there today, Mark Wardell, Errol, Dean Martin, all speak very highly about you guys on the podcast. So really nice to hear, boys. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, mate. You keep up a good Thanks, work. Thanks, mate. Pal. Have a nice summer. Cheers, guys. Bye, bye. So, welcome back to part number three of the Saint. We are now joined by the newest member of the Level 3 Club, Harry Price. He's joining us on the bus back from the, em- <laughs> the Emirates Stadium out of the Arsenal. So, how are you? How are you? Had a good day, I, I assume? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, the result helps. Who was the ref today at Arsenal? Uh, Andrea Mariner. Andrea Mariner. So, um, first of all, a massive congratulations to you. Um, because oh, let's, let's, let's be honest, that jump from level four to three is probably <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the most difficult jump in refereeing, apart from three to two B. Luke, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so you went the way back from a. Uh, Arsenal on your minibus, big Arsenal fan. So uh, if we see any uh, Arsenal uh, under-18s appointments next season, those will be questioned. Premier League 2 and all that business. But uh, yeah, so we, you've gone from... I was talking to Tony Major about this, because um, you and Sam Lee were one of the first kind of referees. That, um, do you remember back in the day when NTFC, NTFC Academy was going? You were kind of like the 14, 15-year-olds. Going through. Yeah, um, yeah, it's quite scary to think about that, that long. But yeah, we was, um, yeah, me and Sam were on that, and I think there's a couple of other younger lads on there as well. Lloydy, Lloydy, Lloydy came through that at about the same time, didn't he? Uh, I think he might have been a couple of years after, or a year after, because I think he's a couple of years behind me and Sam, I think. Uh, so how how old are you now? I think I was aimed at you, Harry. He said, how old are you now? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I, I didn't hear that. Uh, 21 now. 21? Oh, my. Well, was... yeah. Who is that talking in the background? Can you tell him to shut up? Is that the sat nav? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I don't, I don't know who that is. Get him on this podcast. I'm going to tell him. Sorry. Sorry to believe you call a podcast here, you know? You might be on the M1 or something. Arsenal might have won, but can you just kick your noise down in the background? This is me bloody running now, Luke. I'm off. I am on one now. I've never heard you so angry. <laughs> so, how, how many years were you at level four? Um, three, including the COVID year. The COVID year. It, it, you know, the the um, the COVID years. Oh, it's like, a, it's like a fantasy world, isn't it? The COVID year. Remember that? 2020 to 2022, the COVID year. That's actually two years, but... Um, I remember watching you as a, it must have been a level six and at Cutnall United Reserves and you, you had a difficult afternoon and I hadn't, I haven't seen you referee since then, um, until I watched you on a, on a junior cup, um, last week or whenever it was. Um, what have you, what have you changed in your game to get from that position to where you are now? Because there's massive changes. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't forget about that Cookno game because it, it was a bad game and there was uh, the score that you gave me reflected that as well. <laughs> I mean, I remember speaking, I remember because under that, at uh, that time, um, Ian Rathbone was your coach, I think, and, oh, he was involved in kind of getting you onto, onto the core program and uh, we had a conversation on the way back and, you know, we spoke about a few things about, you know, and I've known him for a long, long, long time, as, as you know, but there was, there's been a massive shift, I guess, from 18 and 19 year old referee, which you were at the time, to where you are now. What what have you done? What you, what have you changed to get to that? Because there must have been some massive changes, as I've said. Um, yeah, I think from the early early levels, it was kind of you was on your own trying to sort of get get a feel for the open age football. But and then with the helps of core um, and stuff like that, especially the the NCFA academy as well, that that also helped because there was loads of there was loads of knowledge in the room, and you can also you know share things that have happened in your game. Um, and try and figure out where you've gone wrong. Um, but I think what's, what's helped me the most is um, going to level four and stuff like that is going on the line to say Scotty, Gospel, Warmer, people like that that have, have been at it a couple of years, um, just picking up little bits from their game and uh, <laughs> picking up little bits from their game and sort of trying to put it into mine. I think, I think that's definitely helped. Yeah, I think that would help you, mate. My goodness me! Martin and, and, and Joe, I think. Is there, a, is there a sick bag on that bus? Because pass it over to me, will you? Pass it through the screen. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but in all, in all seriousness, um, I think I think that will help you in that transition from four to three. Um, if you've if you've looked at your level four appointments on the line in in that way, um, because you learn whether the referee is good or bad because if the referee is bad you obviously pick up on things that you might have done differently and and where where it potentially went wrong and if they're good then you pick up on all the good stuff so um that will that will really help you i think if you've if you've been watching because a lot of level fours uh kind of begrudge running the line because it becomes a bit of a chore because you're doing three lines a month you're doing one middle a month everybody uh, wants to wants to be a referee so the fact they're only doing one middle a month is really frustrating and then they end up begrudging the lines and doing them reluctantly and just not really putting the effort in but if you've if you've been switched on during those experiences and uh, been watching what's going on and understanding what being a level three referee is about then I think hopefully come August uh, you'll be you'll be hitting the ground running No, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully so. I mean, there's, there's, uh, yeah, I think I'm very much, I've got to, I've got to see stuff in action. I mean, Ratty's helped me massively when he was my coach. He's, you know, he gave me good advice and stuff. But to be able to see people that are that level above, that are doing the things that he's telling you to do, and then imp- like putting into their games, you kind of think, oh, that, that's what he needs. So that's how he wants to do. I think that's definitely helped as well. I think we get. I think they need to get Wi-Fi on that bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. Am, am I breaking up on that? Yeah, uh, no, mate. You, you're making more sense when you, when you know what to do. To be fair, so I won't worry too much. Um, <laughs> Luke, here's a question for you. So, 
when you were coming through the system, were you given the same opportunities from four to three that that prices had? In in a sense of what? In t- uh, you know, he's been he's twenty one. So yeah. how old were you when you got to level four? Um, yeah, I think I think I was twenty one. But you spent a lot of time at level four, didn't you? Yeah, I spent six years at level four. And so yeah, that t- yeah, I was twenty one, twenty one or twenty two when I got level four. Can't remember. Um, spent six years at level four. Um, was I given this? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I think I think Pricey's Pricey's done really well because he's he's had a few he's had a few setbacks and um, this this season in particular, I've seen a real change in his attitude towards towards football and I've worked with him a few times so I, I I feel like I'm in a position to be able to say that but I obviously I've not seen him I've not seen him ref this season but just the the application that he puts in on the line I think this season's been brilliant and you you, you see that attention to detail on the line you see that willingness to learn and it, it it might be that he was just having a good season all the way through and that that gives you that extra bit of impetus but I mean I've seen that that's been the biggest thing that stood out for me this season working with Pricey is that he's not he's not been in core this season. Let's not let's not um beat about the bush on that. You know, he's done this off his own back. Obviously he's had that he's had that back in from core in previous seasons. But this this achievement of four to three he's done without that without that support this season. Um and I think I think there's there's credit due there as well um to to sort of bounce back from that and and get himself to the position he's in. So yeah, I, look, he's had he's had the support from the county, from like, like we've alluded to, from the word go, and and I'm 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 as proud as anyone to see him there because I was part of that journey when it when it started. But the hard work's been done by by Pricey himself, and and the the mindset shift to get himself to that position is has been admirable, I would say. So Pricey, this season, then, I, I didn't realise. I thought you you were still in call. That's what was my. Um understanding of the system so this season have you had like an an unofficial coach or um who's kind of helped you this season to get to where you are because that's a a massive massive achievement um yeah i mean i kept in touch with ray who who was my coach on call um you know i spoke to him a couple of times here and there um but i think it was because i come off call uh i just wanted to prove that you know, I, I deserve the place, Uncle, and that I, I did. I did care. I mean, because I went through quite young to get to level four. I think I was about, I think it was like 18, maybe 19. I think I was a bit naive, thinking because I'd gone up through the levels quite quickly. I thought, oh well, this this is easy. This is easy. And then it kind of hits you when you get to call, and the expectations higher. Um, so yeah, to, to to know where I should have been when I was there, to get myself in the position where I should have been back there this season um i think that's where i went wrong back then and for me that 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 is a problem wayne that that we create within refereeing that that whole young referees going through the system and then in those conversations in changing rooms or whatever someone goes oh how old are you and then some the the referee goes i'm 19 i'm 20 and then the other person goes ah you got time on your side. You'll you'll fly through the system. Don't worry about it. Every every conversation relates back to that because I, I was a bit like that. And then you're right. You get to level four, and it, it's replicated all over the country. You get to level four. Suddenly, 
I mean, it, it kind of ties into our other conversation that we're having with the other guests this evening, Liam, about promotions and stuff. Suddenly, you're not just meeting the criteria, getting promoted. What you're doing is you're in a pool of officials at level four and you've got to be in the top five, let's say, to get yourself in with a sniff of promotion. And suddenly it's a completely different ball game. And then it and then it is a mentally challenging thing because you, it's not plain sailing. You're not ticking all the boxes and getting promoted. You're refereeing difficult games of football. People are probably telling you you're not as good as you first thought you were. And then you're falling out of love with the game. And I, and I don't know, Pricey, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you you probably got to that that stage a little bit, partly when you when you moved away from core, but but also it was a bit of a realisation that everything's not all, all rosy and, and you're not going to be on the Premier League in a few years because it is going to be a bit of hard graft. Is that is that Was that a realisation that you had at level four? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, like you said, people kept on saying, you know, you, you're flying through and all of this. So you kind of, you know, I'd say it's like getting smoke blown up your, up your backside. So you think, oh, I'll... I'm, I'm well in, I'm well in. And then the observers will pick up that at level four as well, thinking when, when you meet them and they might take, get like get a little bit of arrogance come off you and they think, right, well, he needs to be dropped back a peg or two. And then, you know, the word soon spreads around and before you know it, you're, you're sat rock bottom or you're sat mid, mid-table just like any other level four and you're not, you know, and you've done that on your own back of the way you've perceived yourself in front of the people that are coming to observe it. A couple of points here, because um, for people who listen to this podcast and, and don't understand um, the levels, four to three, as I said this before, is a really, really difficult level. You've also got to be, I don't want to use the word lucky too much, but I said Aaron Lloyd's one of the most natural referees I've ever seen. Um, but you could have five observations and have a, a difficult afternoon, and that's the end of your season, isn't it? Um and it's easy for people to say, like you've just said, Price, it's like you're 20 or you're 21. They're going to go through it. It's, it's not, it's, that's not what it is. It's like you have to work hard to get to get it. I was a level four for, like you said earlier, for like a million years. And you get to this point of the year and you think, oh, and now you, 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 you've done it. You've done the hard work. The hard work's going to continue. You can't stop. But I was going to go back to this point because I've seen you play football and you you were crap. And let's be honest, because um, I thought you know, <laughs> we, had, we had we had to be in goal. And when I saw that ball fly over your head um, in the first minute and we're one 0 down, I was like, bloody hell! You told me he was good. But um, what we've got this issue, and I don't think it's a North Ants issue. I think this is a general issue where we've got this the young referees who want to make money. What made you go from being a youth referee to continuing refereeing? Forget your £25, £30 on a Saturday morning. What made you continue into adult football? Is there a driving force behind you, parents, family? Um, What what was the the push? Um, So, yeah, I originally started the course because it was a... Um, an option for when it was GCSE PE back then. So you had to choose certain things and then they'd come out and sort of watch you and see how you were. It's, it's, um, it was almost like a mini assessment, but the school came out. But um, I did it only really for that. Um, the money and stuff was a bonus. I, I didn't realise, um, you know, when I got into it that I wanted to do it properly. And, you know, the, five, the 10 games that you've got to get in, um, 
I found myself really enjoying it. So I was still playing alongside it. Um, and then I was, um, yeah, picking up more games here, there when I didn't have a game or when I could make myself available. And I just <clears throat> really enjoyed it. And then when I hit 16, um, the option was to go to open age. And, and yeah, dad's always been um, really good with his support. And, he's, and he said, I, th I think you can do it. I think you should give it a go. So I thought, I'll go and give it a go. And round Northampton, I know most of the the um, older boys from whether they were my age that have just gone up to adult football or I've known them for from dad knowing them and stuff. And um, yeah, like the local clubs, it, it helps you out. And then you start building your confidence that way. And I've never really looked back from that. I tell you what, I bloody loved that that tweet that came out. From, I think it was your dad. Um, that yeah, was, well, I um, I I didn't know he put it up. He, oh, he put it up his own I back. Mean, and, I don't know the algorithms of, of these things these days, but that was that was class. That tweet, wasn't it, Luke? I think you shared it, didn't you? Yeah, I think you probably saw it because I retweeted it. Yeah, but yeah, it was lovely. It, it that's exactly. Um, but I mean, it because your dad. I always remember your dad was a big supporter. Uh, back in the, the old academy days, <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, I've seen him at the odd the odd game that, that we've done together as well. And um, yeah, he's he's clearly clearly over the moon with that, and I think that's that's really nice. And and it's nice that you mentioned that he was the one that sort of gave you the push to move into adult football and everything, because it's a, it's a big it's a big step, and he he was obviously keen for you to make it. And I think that whole thing. I mean, everyone I've said on here, my dad comes and watches my games and tells me how bad I am and, and stuff like that. And I, I think it's great. I, it, it's it's nice to have that level of support. And um, yeah, really good that really good that he's acknowledged that and, and put that nice message out that Wayne somehow managed to find on social media. <laughs> All right, leave it, mate. So going forward, <laughs> ultimately, you want to, I'm assuming you want to go through the system, yeah? Do you believe in your ability uh, to do that? Uh, yeah. I want to just see how far I can get. I haven't got an expectation and I haven't got a target. I just want to keep going season by season and see where we finish. What What do you think, uh, based on your experience of Southern League, Contributory League football, what do you think your biggest challenges are going to be next season as a first-year level three? Um, I think, well, the term that most people use is, is problem players and... and I'd say from looking at most games, there is, there's always been that lad that's been there and done that, but where he's either coming down or he's been in a couple of leagues above. Um, and, you know, he's, he's coming back down and he's, he, he's taking what he's learned from the couple of leagues above and he's bringing it down to that sort of level, whether it be time-wasting, secretly giving your comments in your ears as he passes by or just little things that not necessarily the players at the UCL would know, but just the stuff he's learned from being up up at the higher levels I think they're going to be the be the things I need to keep an eye out for and, and try and manage it the best I can from what I've learned so far Bloody hell mate that, did your bus driver go for a bump there there's a bit of a <laughs> at least that woman's woman's piped down a little bit I don't know but I've just, I've just smacked my head on the door <laughs> <laughs> like we've always said this, uh, this podcast is organic you know we're not sat in a studio here recording this. We're like we're dragging our backsides here, there, and everywhere. But um, I mean, it's been really good to realize. I mean, you said that um, you've learned a few things from Luke. What have you What have you learned from Luke? <laughs> uh, ginger, no, ginger, I mean, ginger Mafia. 
<laughs> I mean, he, although he, well, I don't know if he likes to admit it or not, but I think the way he manages players is very good. Sometimes it is a bit abrupt, but it does work. <laughs> Angry. Uh, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Bad word. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's there's little bits and pieces like the way the way he talks to players, the way he deals with certain set pieces, or or dealing with players from, you know, just in general, I think that, that's the sort of things I've learned. Um, yeah, yeah, there's been... What would yeah, you do better? What would you do better? <laughs> Good question. Um, I'd probably... Mm, that's not, a good question. Not be so angry. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I think when someone gives you a bit of stick, count to ten. <laughs> <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't got that sort of time, Harry. It's, it's, it's a live environment. <laughs> count to three, Mississippi, and then make your decision. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's, that's all fair. That's all <laughs> fair. It's all fair. Basically, we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on next season. Um not that we were struggling for guests or anything, because I said this to the last person, <laughs> last person as well. But it'd be interesting to find out, kind of like how you get on in the first few months. I know, you know, Sam is it Sam's second season, next season, or is it his third? Uh, second full season. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how yep. our young guns of um, North Ants refereeing nice. are going on. But uh, second. <laughs> thanks for that um, but yeah thanks for joining us and giving up your time whereabouts are you on the bus now by the way we've just come into six now oh, it's, almost say, it's almost like a dead spot because you, you, you were pixelated on the screen there for a second but um, I know you're a loyal listener thanks for joining us and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up we'll catch up soon good luck with the fitness test Yes, I think you've finished talking. I've just lagged out as we've entered Northampton. Let's Northampton. <laughs> oh, can it? Pricey, top man. We'll speak no, soon. Well, Cheers, Pricey. Yep. Cheers, guys. Bye, Thanks bye. for having me on. Bye. <clears throat> so, welcome along to the final part of For Sake, episode number 30. We have done... Another episode, a double guest special, you know, with uh, Liam Bellyshaw and Pricey. I mean, we had one on WhatsApp. We had one on the bus from uh, Arsenal. <laughs> when we say organic, Luke, we mean organic, don't we? Doesn't get much more organic than that, I tell you. But we are looking forward. So we've, um, me and you... And the SMD, we've been sharing a few uh, WhatsApps today. My daughter Rosie is very excited about going to the football. No, she's not going. She's not excited about going to the football. She's excited about showing her doll to Lily. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, priorities. Priorities. The fact that she put the doll's finger up her own nose today <laughs> was, you know, that's irrelevant. Um, but a, a top episode. It was quite insightful. Um, I couldn't believe the price he was only 21. He seems to be like being around forever. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was that was surprising. But fair play to him. Um, level three and him and Stuart Layton. Four to three is really difficult and three to two B is really difficult as well. But it's, you know, I, I made a little joke earlier about it, but um, those levels are, are difficult. And, 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 and fair play to Humphreys as well, getting from two B to two A. 
Yeah, unbelievable. Really pleased with him. For that. That's, that's great. So we will be back next week for episode number 31 of birthday season... Birthday special. Birthday special for season one. Um, <laughs> and, and I've got these dates in my diary. I've just been looking at my diary. It's, it's you, Cookie, and John Walmer all born on the same day. What are the chances of that? Yeah, I don't want to ruin the magic, but... You didn't know that until the previous take that you've just decided to, why to, to you, retake. Why are, you, why are you that person? <laughs> it's taken us like 30 episodes to fall out. You didn't even know it was my birthday. That's why we've fallen out. I knew it was your birthday the same day as Warren and Cookie, but I didn't realise no, it was next d- week. No, you didn't. I did. Right. This is almost turned into a domestic. Um, and that's why next week, when the awards come out for the host of the year, everyone will be voting for Mr. W. Chalmers. <laughs> Um, yeah, so keep your eyes on social media this week. Hopefully, the SMD will do some work and uh, we're going to be putting some awards out there. Who's going to be uh, the listener of the year? Who's going to be the guest of the year? We've got lots and lots to look forward to. Don't forget to subscribe to us on social media, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Amazon because we are we are planning a second season, believe it or not. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Back. You what? If they'll have us back. Who? Who's they? The list the listeners. Oh they. Oh yeah, them. Well both of them. <laughs> yeah. See you next week, everybody. Bye bye.